Welcome to the Every Nation Rosebank Church Podcast. At our church, we honor God, make disciples, and transform nations. For more information about our church, visit everynationrosebank.org and don't forget to subscribe. Yesterday, Nicola went shopping. My wife went shopping. I'd been traveling. She went to go see some friends. I didn't feel like going with her. I'd been away in Cape Town. And I want to show you what she bought for me. Now, these are great. Okay, these are great. These fill the spot. Do you know what I mean? That spot, like somewhere between breakfast and lunch, they fill that spot, you know? One fills the spot, two does even better. But I want to say to you something about these. They're hard. They're dry. Many times they're tasteless. Thank you, Cindy. It's such perfect timing. Because if you add, this is a great cup of coffee. Make sure you get your coffee at the end. Thank you, my, thank you, my Cindy. You know what the dry, hard, tasteless rusk needs? Coffee. Needs to be dunked. <laughs> needs to be put in. The irask, the biscuit, the rusk. Mmm. That word, immerse, dunk, it's, there's actually a Greek word that is used in Scripture. Who knows what it is? Baptismo or baptizio. It's to put something in something. It's to put the rusk into the coffee, and it takes it from being hard and dry and tasteless, and it becomes moist tasty and perfect. Are you a little bit dry today? Are you a little bit hard today? Have you lost a bit of your saltiness? You know what the Lord has for us today? He has a fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit. A fresh immersion, a fresh baptizio into the Holy Spirit. Don't leave here like a dry rusk. <laughs> God wants to touch us. When Greg got up to prophesy prayer, I thought, he's taking my sermon. <laughs> it is so interesting. Today, Pentecost Sunday, in the Jewish calendar, you know what it was? It was the Feast of Harvest. What is the Feast of Harvest? Okay, in the Northern Hemisphere, their, their seasons are the opposite to us. So it was late spring, and the barley harvest, and the early wheat harvest came in. Now, if you were from an agrarian agricultural society, you'd understand the consequence of this. You've been through a long, cold winter. The food that you've got has gone stale. Maybe even you're starting to run out. And now in comes the harvest. And you crush it, you mill it, and you bake rusks 
and bread and cook sisters and brownies and chocolate cake and whatever else you can. And you go from, from famine to fullness. You go from, from stale to fresh. You go from fruitless to fruitful. That's what the Feast of Harvest means. That's what the Day of Pentecost means. That you go from a, a dryness, a fruitlessness, to a fruitfulness. You go from stale to fresh. And you go from empty to full. You know when the, the covenant was proclaimed to the Israelites pretty much for the first time? Exodus 32, 3,000 people perished on that day. But this day, this day of Pentecost, when the gospel was proclaimed for the first time to Jerusalem, the ascended Christ, 3,000 people came. People, 3,000 people came to Christ. I want to ask you a question. Have you ever had last words with somebody? Maybe somebody's leaving the country or maybe they're passing on. Or maybe more significantly, someone speaks to you their last words. I had the privilege of my late mother speaking to me, sharing some things, saying some things, apologizing for some things. Last words are really important. And I want to take you to, to Jesus' last words. Luke. Luke said, I'm writing to you, Theophilus, which means those who love God. So it could be all of us, the church. We're not sure if it was a real person. Luke says, I want to give a more accurate account. Luke, they believe, is the most accurate. Not to say that any of the other Gospels aren't. Matthew's goal was to present Jesus as King of Kings and King of the Jews. Mark shows Jesus a man of action. John shows transcendent. But Luke comes and he, and he wants to be very specific. And he wants to say to us exactly what happened. Now this is Jesus' last words to us. It's got to be important, right? It's got to be really important. And he's saying it to us because he's saying, there's one thing that you need. He's speaking to the disciples and they've heard the word. They're in relationship with Jesus. They're in the church. They're in fellowship with one another. But this is what Jesus says to them. He says, do not leave Jerusalem. You've got the word. They saved. But wait for the gift my father promised, which you heard me speak about. Pastor Marlon spoke about it last week. If you missed it, watch the video. Incredible sermon. Which you heard me speak about. For John baptized with water. If you haven't been baptized in water, get baptized in water. But today, as he said here, in a few days, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. You will be immersed in the Holy Spirit. And just like the rust changes and takes the fragrance and the taste and takes the fullness of the coffee, God wants to immerse you in the Holy Spirit, in His very presence, that you change your hardness, your staleness, gets transformed into freshness and richness because you're baptized in God. Their response, as so often is our response, is we miss the point. So he's saying, wait in Jerusalem for the Holy Spirit. They gathered around him and said, Lord, are you going to at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? When God wants to deal with you, do you often like miss the point? And you're going like, yes, God, but, but 
what about that or what about him? He's saying there's one thing. There's one thing that is needed. It's not for you to know the times or dates that the Father has set by his own authority. He's saying to him, there's one thing that you need. Wait in Jerusalem. Wait in Jerusalem. What's amazing, what's incredible, there were 500 that followed Jesus. Now we find, you read a little bit further on in Acts chapter 1, this has been reduced to a core group of 120. And these 120 in Acts chapter 1, you can read about it. They gather. They're in unity. And they're expectant. And they wait. Jesus goes on to say, you will receive power. Who wants some more power? <laughs> you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. The Holy Spirit is that one thing. The Holy Spirit is the game changer. They had relationship with God. They'd received the word, but there was one more thing that they needed. They need the fullness of of the Holy Spirit. Now, I don't know what your health habits are. Maybe you get enough sleep. Maybe you get enough exercise. Maybe you don't. I take one tablet every day, and I'm, I'm not advocating this particular brand, okay? <laughs> no free adverts. All it is is magnesium tablets, okay? This is the one supplement that my body needs. Okay, this is the one supplement I need. The Holy Spirit is so much more than a supplement. <laughs> and He is that one thing I need and you need. To walk in the fruit of the Spirit, the love, the joy, the peace, the patience, the gentleness, the self-control. To be used by God powerfully, to be outstanding in your workspace. You need the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is that one thing that you need. And the, this Feast of Harvest speaks of a, a winter season, a dry season, and now an outpouring, a blessing, a harvest, a fullness. So my question to you today, what are you expecting? When you come to church, do you go like, okay, let's see what Maruti Sai can do for us today. You are not the audience. Jesus is the audience. You are in the choir. <laughs> you are called to present yourself. There were two things that were done at this Feast of Harvest. It was one of the three feasts every year where they were called to present themselves. All the men, but now it applies to all of us. They were called to present themselves. Have you ever presented yourself? Maybe it was in a job interview. Maybe it was a performance review. Maybe it was a beauty competition. Maybe it was pitching for a job. Do you ever present yourself? If you were to present yourself today, how would, you, how would God see you? Would he see you as hungry and thin? Hard? Dry? My question to you today is, what are you expecting as you come into God's presence? Because God meets you according to your faith. Jesus, when he went to his hometown, I think it was Matthew 14, it says that he could do no miracles because of their lack of faith. 
The Spirit of God is going to move. The Spirit of God is moving. He's going to move again. He's moving right now. But he's going to move again in a very significant way. Whether He moves upon you or not depends on you. Depends on your stance of saying, Lord, I need you. I want you. I want everything that you've got for me. My question to you is, what are you expecting? These disciples, they heard the word, wait in Jerusalem. 380 of them went somewhere else. 120 of them were expectant. God's promises are true. God's promises are good. And they were expecting something. And so they waited in Jerusalem. I don't know if you've ever been disappointed in church. I'll tell you two disappointments that I had. My sister, who's a little bit older than me, like 15 months, but she's, she's like my younger sister. I finally managed to bring her to church. And it wasn't this church or any, any relation to every nation or his people. And she's a skinny girl. And this is, we're both in our 20s. And this prophet, inverted commas, pointed at her and said, I want to cast the spirit of anorexia out of her. It was terrible. She was humiliated and she didn't have anorexia. Very, very tough moment for her and I. And months later, I managed to take her to church again. Different church. And she went up for prayer and they tried to push her over. You know those moments where... Now let me say this to you, as wrong as those moments were, fake, untrue, I am not stopping pushing into God for everything that there is in the Holy Spirit. Let's not make excuses. When the Word of God promises us something, don't let your past negatives stop you from receiving everything that there is. I'm not going to let my past pain and disappointments because people spray doom on people or do crazy things. I'm not going to let that stop me from receiving the real thing. I'm expectant. I'm expectant of the Holy Spirit to come. So what are you expecting today? You are not the audience. You are active. God is the audience. And as you come to him with expectation, you'll see he'll meet you and more than halfway. So what happens? When the day of Pentecost came, these 120 were all together in one place. And suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven, filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that were separated and came to rest on each of them. So for each person, God doesn't leave you out. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. You know, when the Holy Spirit moves, for some people it's so overwhelming that they laugh or they cry. For some people it's, it's a quiet moment. That's what it was for me. But it's distinctive. It's distinctive. Acts chapter 8, Acts chapter 10 Acts 19, you see when the Spirit moved, it says that they could see that the Spirit of God had come upon them. Amen. Or they could hear that the Spirit of God had come upon them. If you're not sure if you've ever been baptized in the Holy Spirit, 
then it's a 95% probability that you haven't been. Because it's a distinctive moment. So if that sense of power, grace, anointing is not on you, then either it's because you've grown a bit hard and cold like a rusk, and the good news is you can receive a fresh touch of God. Or you've never received it. And the good news is it's a gift. It's a gift from the Father. It's a gift from Jesus. And all you have to do is say, here I am, Lord. I ask for it. I receive it. So my question today is, what are you afraid of? What are you afraid of? Jesus addressed this very thing in Luke chapter 11. He said this, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened. For everyone who asks receives, he who seeks finds, and he who knocks the door is opened. Which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if you ask for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? This is to allay your fears. This is to take away some anxiety that I'm going to receive something else. We're going to lay hands on you just now, those who want it. And it's through the simple act of of someone else who's been filled with the Holy Spirit who just acts as a vessel, places their hand on you. It's not them. It's the Holy Spirit that comes upon you. And you don't have to fear receiving something else. This promises it. How much more will your heavenly Father He's not going to give you a serpent or a scorpion. He's a good father. He kind of just insults us here, if you then, though, you're evil. (laughs) In comparison to Jesus, we are. Because he's not going to give you a snake or scorpion. He's going to give you that bread fish. He's going to give you what is good. And that is what is good for your soul. Last question. What is the adventure? Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Do you find that your life is purposeless? You're not enjoying work? And then you get home, you're bored with Netflix. Okay, don't put up your hand. <laughs> no, we don't want to comment on Netflix specifically. There is an adventure that we are called to have. And that adventure is being filled with the Holy Spirit. And that's wonderful. And then being a conduit, being a vessel of God's glory and power and wonder and healing and life to those around you. You know, it is a great joy for me when I pray for somebody and they are healed. It's a great joy. It's a great joy when I share the word and and somebody responds and gives their heart to Jesus. I'm just being faithful. It's not my power. It's not my glory. It's not my word. But it's an adventure nevertheless. And what are we called to be? We're called to be vessels. We're called to be servants. We're called to be used by God. Matthew 28 and Mark 16 combined, he said to them, go into all the world, preach the gospel to all creation. Everyone who believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name, they will drive out demons. 
We were cast out demons. It's still happening today. Believe me, it's still happening today. They will speak in new tongues. It's still happening today. And if you ask for it, it could happen to you today. They'll pick up snakes with their hands, and when they drink deadly poison, it will not hurt them at all. Okay, we're not going to try that. But if it happens, God can protect you. <laughs> I know there's some churches in the deep south of America where they actually practice that. They will play, because we don't test the Lord our God. They will place their hands on sick people and they will get well. This is the great adventure that God has for us. Whether you are a mom at home and the only time you get to connect with people is at the gates of the nursery school, you can be used by God. Whether you're in a hectic job, I mean, you've got to eat food at some stage, right? You've got to drink coffee or whatever you drink at some stage. There are moments that you have to touch people. Whether you're, wherever you are, what, or find some recreation thing. You know, if you honestly just work by yourself coding, find something to do to, to meet people and be used by God. So recap. What do you really need? Having Jesus in your life, having the Word, being in the body, in relationship. So one more thing that you need. You need the Holy Spirit. You get what you ask for. You get what you expect. What are you afraid of? If you're afraid of people, if you're afraid of sharing the gospel, then you need the Holy Spirit. But there's nothing to be afraid of in terms of asking for the Holy Spirit. And there's a great invitation to an incredible adventure in God where you walk with Him. He's the senior pastor, partner, sorry. He does the heavy list, lifting. You just play your little part. But you get to be a junior partner in this great, this great adventure of life. That your life becomes rich and full and purposeful and meaningful as you are used by God. Whether it's in the workplace, whether it's with creativity, whether it's with your family, but you are used by God to bring the gospel, to bring the kingdom, to bring the fullness of God. I'm going to ask that we all please stand. If I could please ask ministry team, connect group leaders, pastors, leaders to please come forward. And here's the invitation. This is done through the laying of hands. If you need, if you want the baptism of the Holy Spirit, either you know you've never had it or you're not sure, then come to this side. Come to the right-hand side. If you have, but you dry, and you know you dry, and you need a fresh touch of God, you that dry rusk, and we all sometimes that dry rusk, then the invitation is for you to come to this side. And we're going to trust God right now for the Holy Spirit to come upon you baptize you, fill you, touch you. Let's pray together. Holy Spirit, do what only you can do. Come to the front now, people. Do what only you can do. Where there's dryness, where there's hardness, where there's staleness, Lord, replace it with your freshness, your oil, your living water. Lord, where people have never received this infilling, never received this baptism. We pray right now, Holy Spirit, that you would come. 
And for all who ask, that you would do it. You would fill them. Father, pour out the Holy Spirit upon these people. Jesus, pour the Holy Spirit. Pour refreshing, pour life. And if you're not coming forward, just pray. Pray for more of God. Pray for more of God on you. Pray for more of God on the people who have come forward. Let's not be spectators. Just pray for more. Pray for more. There's a few more of you that need to come forward. There's no, there's no shame in it. God does things through the body. You want more of God? You want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit? Come avail yourself of this opportunity. We'll need some more leaders, please, to come forward.